Welcome back to Highlighting the Best of Youth Sports brought to you by Numbers Don't Lie Productions. This is episode number 33 with sports nutritionist Trey Triplett. This episode is packed full of great advice for athletes when it comes to their diet and nutrition. Just a few quick things before we get into this episode. Just a reminder, please subscribe and help us reach more people by leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. And if you like the show, please share it. Every little bit helps and the show's growing in popularity and we're thankful to all of you for do, for helping us out with that. If you'd like to learn more about the services offered by Numbers Don't Lie and how to highlight your athlete's special skills, be sure to visit numbersdontlie.biz and learn all about our services and programs. Highlighting the best of youth sports is proudly presented by our national partner, ID Life. ID Life is a health and wellness company that is changing the game with its customized nutrition. Everyone has unique nutritional needs and ID Life's mission is to offer the highest quality products and programs to help you lead a healthier life. What separates ID Life from other nutritional brands is its 100% free ID assessment that is tailored to your unique health needs. The answers you provide generate a confidential report with scientifically backed supplement recommendations, creating your own customized vitamin program. Just visit the website at numbersdontlie.idlife.com and take the free assessment today. Now let's get into this episode with Trey Triplett. Welcome to Highlighting the Best of Youth Sports, where we bring you insights from top athletes, their sports journey, and those positively impacting the youth sports community. If you're ready like we are, let's go. Welcome everyone. Today we have Trey Triplett, a nutritionist to provide some value for athletes and families today on highlighting the best of youth sports. Trey, welcome to highlighting the best of youth sports. How are you? Hey, thanks, PJ. I'm glad to be here today. Uh, sunny, sunny summer California day. You know, trying to remain as optimistic as we can with everything going on. Yeah, hopefully everything starts opening up here soon. It looks like it's starting to. Um, but uh, yeah, it's been a tough uh, few months for sure for everyone. Yeah. Trey, let's start with you taking a few moments to tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, your background with sports, um, and what you do as a nutritionist uh, to assist athletes in their performance. For sure. So uh, my background, I'm, I'm a native Californian, Southern California. I grew up um, in San Diego, down there in Chula Vista by the border. Uh, played football and baseball down there. Um, after uh, high school, I went to play football collegially. I had an opportunity to walk on at uh, Louisiana State University. Uh, walked on there, earned my spot on the team. Um, had a you know, good career there, graduated, kind of moved on, did some things in between now and uh, then, excuse me, and uh, started my nutrition business, uh, worked in um, education, worked in hospitality, worked in real estate. Um, none of them really met uh, my needs in the sense that uh, provided me kind of that uh, challenge and that kind of energy that uh, I got from playing football until I got more into nutrition. Nutrition for me is still a way for me to be competitive and to try to manipulate my body and try to work on different things and still be in touch with that younger generation in the, in the sports culture. So it was a great fit for me in my, in my background. And uh, what I do now, just helping uh, the younger athletes, um, you know, get their, be, improve their health, optimize their health, you know, get better eating habits before games, uh, excuse me, after, before competitions, after competitions, help with the recovery, try to install some better fundamental eating habits and things like that, and really help these kids develop their bodies. A lot of times, what I see on the youth level is we have a lot of uh, parents and, and uh, uh, young, young men and women 
who focus their majority of the time on training. And that's great, but nutrition and diet plays a large part, and they go hand in hand with that. So a lot of times that same effort and resources is not uh, allocated towards nutrition and recovery and things like that. So that's trying to the kind of gap that I'm trying to bridge and help these young men and women really get themselves in a position to where they can really fully develop their potential and reach their, their, their maximum output. Um, and what I always kind of instill to get the younger athletes to, to buy in is that if you have dreams of going D1, 80% of it is going to be your aesthetic look. Is your body D1 ready? Okay. There's a laser. There's, that's the most of it. Uh, you know, competition on the field is great. Stats are great. But at the end of the day, can you compete with a higher level, higher caliber of guys who are athletic? Do you have the body to withstand that D1 level competition? And I get the guys to understand that and let them know that, hey, great. What you're doing on the field is great. Your training is great. But if your body is not D1 ready, that you're going to be kind of lacking some areas as far as where you want to go. Yeah, we know a lot of athletes, former athletes that even went through um, college and everything, but they were never taught uh, the importance of uh, food and nutrition. And now right. their bad habits that were developed, um, you know, because they were an elite athlete, they were able to burn a lot of that stuff. But it's exactly. Kind of it's catching up to them right now. So, uh, Trey, uh, you know, staying on that theme, uh, we know that creating habits in life and in sports is critical to success. Um, so can you speak a little more about the importance of creating habits around eating and nutrition for athletes, uh, both before and after their competition and after the, uh, before and after their workouts? Making sure that you have enough energy to sustain through that game um, have energy not only in the first quarter, but the fourth quarter or, you know, the last inning or whatever, whatever sport you're playing. Um, it's, it's, it's important to provide your body the fuel that it needs in order to get what it wants to get done. So in a very simple way, you know, you have to put your body in a position to do the things that you want to do. And outside of training, the other component of that is going to be nutrition. Do you, are you fueling your body properly to, to give it the fuel that it, that it needs to do what it wants to do? Um, prior to games is key. You know, I like to go at least three days out prior to competitions and, you know, for endurance athletes and other athletes, we're going to, you know, uh, um, focus on, um, carb loading in a sense and making sure that they're getting their carbs two, three days prior so that we can store that maximum amount of carbs so they have endurance to, to, to last to the competition. You know, if you're like me, like most athletes, most athletes don't want to eat big meals before they compete. They just don't. You want to be light in your feet. You want to feel good, but we can, you can, you know, hit best of both worlds by, uh, you know, prepping and, 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 and starting your, 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 excuse me, nutrition prior to that competition two to three days ahead of time. And then on the flip side, afterwards, it's important to get those good carbohydrates, good, simple, good, uh, simple carbs, good, healthy proteins in you after a game to replenish what you've, what you've uh, lost and exerted on, on the competition field. Um, and, you know, the major thing that I see with young men when I work with my age is the majority of these young men want to gain weight. Okay, you have a generation now that just doesn't eat. You know, when I was a kid, you had to be forced to get away from the table. You know, get out of the kitchen. Don't you get out of here. The kitchen's closed. Now kids don't want to eat. And so you see that now and it's manifesting itself into, you know, strained muscles, pulls, uh, subpar performance, um, and also weight loss. And when you don't put that fuel back in your body that you exerted, you're going into a vicious cycle of your body's kind of eating weight itself. And now you're in a position to where you're not even gaining weight, you're not maintaining muscle, you're not doing anything. So that pre-meal and that post-meal is very, very important um, in terms of performance and also recovery and development. We had a questionnaire for you uh, prior to um, this podcast. Right. And one of the things um, that you stated was uh, health and nutrition and good health and nutrition can help prevent 
future health risk. Um, what do you mean by that? And uh, can you speak a little bit to it? Good nutrition can prevent future issues down the line. So the whole, one of the kind of, one of the benefits in uh, the program that I do with young men and women is that these skills can transfer over far past when your playing days are over. Okay. So when your playing days are over, your collegiate career is over, your pressure career is over, whatever, these habits and this uh, education will still be with you. And you can still make healthy decisions going forward that will benefit you in the long run and prevent future health risks, prevent, you know, things like diabetes, high blood pressure, excess weight, and things like that. And it'll help you reinforce your positive self-image um, as well if, if, if you're very, very, you know, intent on how you look. Um, but creating good fundamental habits now in the formative years uh, has shown that you will have a less likelihood of having future health risks down the line in your 30s, 40s, and 50s if you can understand these habits, understand why we're doing the things we're doing. Why are we eating certain foods? Why are we eating at certain times? What's good for my body on an individual level? Because everybody is different and no programming for anybody. Two people should be the same. Everybody has different biochemistry, different goals, different physiques, different training regimens. So we put something together that's personalized in, in, in a way for these young men and women that they can excel um, and ultimately reach their potential. Um, so it's just, it's just good fundamental eating habits down the line will last with you past your playing days and ultimately lead you towards a healthier life and you can have a more you know, better quality of life. Trey, what are some best practices with nutrition uh, that you advise athletes that are seeking more energy uh, and to consistently perform at the highest of levels? What are some best practices? Uh, you know, best practices is, is, I guess, we can kind of encapsulate that in what I call quality control. If you're kind of starting on, on that base level, you don't know kind of where to start or kind of, you know, what to do. I always like to start with my first level. My program is called quality control. So what we do is just make sure that Every decision that you can make uh, as far as meals throughout the day, you're going to be surrounded by nothing but positive and good and healthy choices. So just identifying what the good foods are for you, okay? What are the better foods for you, okay? Uh, drinking plenty of water, avoiding pull muscles. That's the number one. So a lot of, a lot of you know, uh, water, electrolyte beverages, we're not drinking enough water. If you're, you know, average, I guess, say, high school or amateur athlete, if you're around, let's say, 175 pounds, you know, you say, let's say you're 5'11". You should be drinking upwards of, if, you, if you're a hard training athlete, you should be drinking upwards of 100 ounces per day. So drinking that extra water, knowing the good things, knowing what's right for your body, kind of doing, I guess, some of some informal trial and error and kind of seeing what works with your body and what doesn't. I know with me, I can very, very, uh, I can, I'm very in tune with my body and I can sense the f effects of, like I say, when I eat uh, bread. I, I'm, I love bread. When I eat too much bread, I feel a little bloated. I feel a little bit heavy. I feel a little bit slowed down. So it's knowing uh, yourself uh, everybody's unique. Everybody is different. Knowing yourself, what works for you, um, and just really just doing some basic things, just eating healthy, eating the color rainbow. That's another one of the. That's probably the key thing that I use is eating the color rainbow. If you can consistently eat foods of diverse colors on a consistent basis, you're pretty much going to be in in a good situation. A lot of our audience and families and young athletes, as they get older and move through high school, some of them start to get really serious about um, playing at the next level and being recruited and want to go through that recruitment process. And uh, you had mentioned and, and, and touched on this, and I think it's very interesting for us to uh, hear more about, is how your nutrition, the role that your nutrition can play in the recruitment process. Can you speak on that a little bit? Yes, for sure. So I can give you uh, an example. My cousin uh, just graduated high school last year. He's a freshman at Kansas State University right now. He's playing D-line. And it was very telling my cousin is 6'3", 260, okay? Good size for what you would think would be D1, right? Now, for his position, defensive tackle, he's actually a little bit undersized. And 
what the coach told him was, hey, man, it's great that you have long arms because if you don't have long arms, we, 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 we couldn't recruit you. So it's, it's these different things. So where genetics leaves off, your nutrition can make a difference. So had he been maybe 10 pounds heavier, that may not come into question, okay? Maybe if he had a little bit less body fat, that may not come into question. Maybe a little bit more muscle, that may not come into question. Um, these coaches have families. This is When you get to college, you have to understand there's a little bit of business mixing. These coaches have families, they have obligations, they have deadlines to meet, they have obligations to meet. A D1 coach is not going to put his position on the line for a young for a young man or woman whose body is not D1 ready and they're not looking like they're making improvements and developing and, and they're becoming D1 ready. Um, and another thing is that once, then once you do hit that next level, you know, if you have some of these good underlying fundamentals and habits down, okay, you are a step ahead of the other freshmen incoming, you know, into your respective sport. Now you have a leg up. You understand what's right for your body. You understand what you need to eat for performance-wise in order to recover and maintain your weight in order to gain weight or whatever your goals may be. You're not looked at in the same aspect as a lot of other freshmen when they're considered quote-unquote projects. Okay, you're a developmental project. You have to come in with the develop you from A to Z. If you can come in there, say, at point F, that'll put you – you know, steps ahead of the next freshman, if you understand how to eat, how to recover, how to treat your body, you know, there's a three to five percent difference between being good and great. And that three to five percent difference can largely be attributed to nutrition and how you treat your body. You can extend your playing career. You can be more versatile, more flexible. You can prevent injury. So there's a lot that goes into that in, in, in creating this physique and, and manifesting, and developing this physique that says, hey, I know how to treat my body. I'm in tune with my body. I know how to develop my body and now I can come and be of value to your program now that I know how to develop my body. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely something that um, you don't really think about a lot, but your nutrition uh, can can have a huge impact on how you're looking visually to yes. coaches at their first glance. And that may be the only glance they have at you and they and your nutrition can change that right away. So that's, that's great information. Trey, what are some of the best supplements for athletes to consider? Well, you know, there's a wide range of supplements. I deal in, in natural organic supplementation. Now for, uh, you know, amateur athletes, young men and women in high school age, maybe a little bit lower. Um, I, don't, I don't recommend too many supplements for this age, for that age would be just because their bodies are still developing, they're going through puberty and maturity. Um, if anything, a very good uh, liquid vitamin D supplement, okay? Um, Vitamin D is great for uh, keeping the bone size and strength uh, consistent. It's good for your immune system. Uh, it's, it's good for warding off, uh, uh, you know, diseases and effects, especially right now in the time we're in. Um, there's been a lot of studies, and I've seen some in particular, that have tied vitamin D levels to the uh, susceptibility to catch COVID-19. So there's some very good studies as far as that's concerned. So vitamin D, maybe a little bit of collagen protein powder to strengthen joints, tendons, muscles, things like that, but also get some protein. Um other than that, uh, vitamin D, maybe a little bit of collagen protein powder, uh, maybe something for uh, recovery, say some glutamine for sore muscles and things like that. Um, nothing out of the ordinary. I like to get down to good whole food-based nutrition, fundamental practice, because at the level that these young men and women are at right now, you have to have a foundation in order to, to for these supplements to maximize and work, work to the best of their ability. So, for example, you can't skip the food part and just take supplements supplements help they, that's the word supplement they supplement they add on to good nutrition they help right further what you can't get from the food so we try to get everything we can from the food so things like vitamin d maybe things like uh, iodine and zinc maybe some of those things and specifically we cannot get 
on a daily basis eating. And those are some things we can supplement with as far as, uh, you know, like I said, vitamin D, zinc, uh, a good collagen protein powder, um, glutamine, things like that. Nothing out of, the, out of the ordinary, just things to keep them doing what they want to do longer, better, faster, and stronger. Yeah. And what I'm hearing you say is, uh, you know, at the younger age group and youth, you're still developing. So the, the number one thing that you can do as far as your nutrition goes and fueling your body correctly is your diet and knowing what you're putting in your body, what it does, uh, whether it's a negative effect or a positive effect. And then once you move on, you, you know, grow into adulthood, uh, you'll, fee- you'll see and feel uh, where you may be deficient and those supplements can help in different areas. And it's good that you guys tailor your program specifically to the needs of each individual and not a, a, a catch all. So uh, that's great. Trey, can you talk just a, a little bit more about specifically what you do with youth athletes? So uh, you guys meet with them. Do you do an assessment? Um, you coach, you train. What, what specifically, if, if a young athlete wanted to come and work with you, what would you be doing with them? What type of plan would you be creating? So we create a personalized program. Okay. I, you know, typically uh, the program that I do for young men and women of this age is going to be initially a 60 day program. I think 60 days is just enough time to um, see some improvement, correct bad habits, build new habits. 30 days is just far too short of time to do anything. Um, so it's this, we come in, it's kind of an onboarding process. We'll do an assessment. And what I mean by assessment is a very informal conversation um, that I have with the athlete and if possible, I like to communicate with the parents as well because we're talking about individuals at an age who cannot financially support the decisions that we want them to do independently. Okay, so the parents and whoever is in that household, um, I see far better results when the parents are involved. They're holding them accountable. They're knowing what's going on. And I try to bring them to the situation as much as I can. But we do an informal conversation, and really, I want to know, hey, what drives this young man or, or young woman? What drives you? What are your goals here? Where do you see sports taking you? you know, in the next four or five years, what do you want out of this? And, and uh, do you, are you, are you playing this, you know, cause you enjoy it? Are you playing this because you have dreams? I know, are you hungry? Is this what you're a drive? Do you have a passion for this? What makes you take and just kind of understand, go through down from the, from the diet standpoint, Hey, what, what are you going to eat? And what aren't you going to eat? Hey, there's some things that if you just tell me, Hey, I'm not going to eat beets. Hey, that's fine. We can work around that. I need that transparency, transparency, understand what you're going to do and what you're not going to do. There's no, there's no wrong answer. I just need to have transparency and understand so we're on the both same page. I'm not, I'm not asking you to do something that's unrealistic and I'm going to ask you to do something that's going to be more in your wheelhouse. So we'll talk about that. Identify some carbs, um, uh, you know, um, um, uh, lay out their training schedule and get the information for what they're training. Talk about what they're currently eating, what their current uh, eating schedule is now. And then we try to go and modify and we try to make that wheel spin faster. We're not trying to reinvent the wheel, we're trying to make that wheel spin faster. So we're trying to take whatever good stuff that you're already doing, build upon that, correct them to things that you're not doing so well and build upon that and then move forward. Um, and like I said, the first step after that onboarding and assessment where we uh, just have informal conversation and determine, you know, the do's and don'ts and, and, the, and the yays and nays. And then we move on to the quality control. So now that I have that bit of uh, background information from you as far as, you know, what your, you know, favorite foods are, what your dislikes are. Now we can move into, okay, now that I know what you like and what you don't like, how can we position you on a daily basis or when you come to eat different times of the day, we're going to position it so that every meal in front of you, we have what you like and also what's going to be healthy for you. Okay. And just lining up and getting an idea of, okay, this is what is good for me to eat on a daily basis. Here's what I need to be choosing from. 
Okay, and then that next step, once we get a good handle on that, is going to be what I call portion control. Okay, so now that we've identified what you should be eating, now we're going to modify that and take the next step. And now that we have identified what you should be eating, we're now we're going to uh, decipher how much of what you should be eating per feeding. Okay, then we move forward and try to go forward there and try to be proactive. If you're, you know, got a game out of town, we'll set up something as far as, you know, maybe looking at options out of town, wherever you're going to be located at. Um, meal prepping, things like that, meal delivery, whatever else we need to do and take, in, take into account. Um, but we just work your way through it. It's, it's, and the way I tell my young, my young men and women is this. It's like the first day of practice for your particular sport, okay? You don't put the whole playbook in in one week. You put the playbook in in phases, and that's what we're doing here. We're doing the same thing. We're going to put the different parts of the program in here in phases that where you can keep up, where it's convenient, and where it's sustainable, and we're going to build upon that to get you where you need to be as fast as you can get there. Trey, how did participating in sports as a child help shape who you are today? I can see that you're motivated, you're, yeah. you're driven, you, you've, com you've competed at the highest levels. Um, how did participating in sports as a child help shape you? Recently, I answered this question recently, and, and the best answer I can give to you is that, you know, you can kind of, and I think this applies for not only sports, but not only on an individual basis, but societal and everything else. You can kind of tie this into where we're at currently in society. And I've told this to a friend of mine. I said, man, I say, if everybody growing up had played football, had played basketball, some kind of team sport, we see much more unity in society these days now. Football and sports has taught me how to compete. It's taught me how to get along with a diverse group of people. Some of them I don't like, but we have a common goal, and we can work together. Even though we don't like each other, we can work together for, towards a common goal to better ourselves. So teamwork, competitiveness, my drive, my effort, never give up attitude. And, you know, it's kind of simple. I've seen Lamar Jackson, the quarterback of the Ravens, say this, wear, wear this shirt continuously. I've kind of taken it from him. He always says, nobody cares. Work harder. Yeah. Okay? I, I kind of live by that. Look, you can get on your feelings and, 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 and say this and that, but guess what? At the end of the day, it's pretty much up to you. And at the end of the day, everybody's got issues. Nobody kind of – it seems kind of crass, but really, nobody kind of cares. You kind of, kind of do your own thing, man, and, and – and, persevere and learn, learn how to work through adversity. It's taught me a great deal about working through adversity, working through challenges, working through setbacks. It's, it's really um, been a large part of my personality that I've developed uh, over the years, you know, becoming an adult. So our company's name is Numbers Don't Lie. And we like to ask all our guests this. Um, it, ha it has a deep meaning in sports and okay. it means something different um, for different people. Can you tell us what that phrase, Numbers Don't Lie, means to you? Numbers don't lie. What that means to me is, guess what? At the end of the day, if you've got more W's in the column than losses, that means you're up. If you've got more championships, that probably means you were more or less a better player or more contributing to that team. A lot of the stuff as far as, oh, you know, who's got the best jump shotter or, you know, who's the best three-point shooter? A lot of that stuff can be subjective, but if you go to the numbers, for me, who made the most threes this year? That's the best three-point shooter. Numbers don't lie. When you accumulate success and have success, most times success is quantified in terms of a numerical sense in numbers, okay? Whether that be financially, sports-wise, whatever else have you. Numbers, math doesn't lie. Math is very linear, straightforward. Numbers are the ultimate truth. Numbers make sense, man. Your numbers are going to tell you whether you need to work harder or what you're doing if you're on the right path. Um, there's something there to gauge it, and you, ha you, you, need that, you need that gauge to figure out where you're going next, so... Thanks yep. for sharing that uh, insight uh, with no us. Problem.
So another phrase uh, that's very popular in sports, trust the process. What does that right. mean to you? Well, you know what? I had to tell my cousin that several times when we were going through the recruiting process for him the last year and a half. If you're giving it your all, if you're giving your best effort and you're doing everything that you can to prepare yourself and to succeed as far as preparation, recovery, performance, if you're doing everything that you can and you're putting your best foot forward, then that's, you have to trust the process. You have to believe in yourself and trust yourself that, hey, I'm doing what I need to do to put myself in a position of power, put myself in a position to acquire success and believe in yourself. Trust yourself that you're doing the right thing and, and by putting that energy and putting that effort forward and, and don't waver on what you set forth to do. Continue with that process and continue to move forward. Even with setbacks, obstacles, continue to move mm. forward. Trust yourself and trust what you're doing is the right thing like you initially thought. Don't ever second guess yourself and believe in yourself at all times. Okay, Trey, we're down to our final rapid fire questions. Sure. Are you, re you ready I'm for ready. it? All right, here we go. Uh, what's the best piece of leadership advice you've received? Oof. Lead by example, don't quit. Who's your favorite athlete and why? Oh, my favorite athlete and why? Uh, you know, I, I would have to pick somebody in the frame of like a uh, Terrell Owens. Now, I know he can be divisive in a lot of his attitude, but on the field, there's not a guy that I wouldn't want to play with more than him probably. I mean, you can look at Randy Moss and Jay Rice and those guys. Those are great, but T.O. has something different in him because he, he, he went through the whole process. He was not a five-star kid. He was not a first-round draft pick. He trusted the process. He believed in himself. His numbers didn't lie, and he kept moving forward. And he kind of – he beat the odds, man, like and strictly through hard – really through hard work. He was not a guy everybody was looking for. He put up the numbers. The numbers didn't lie. He came and he proved he could sustain those numbers. He had the work ethic. He had the mentality. He had the drive. And I love, I love everything he did on the field. Now, some of the stuff in the locker room, we can talk about that differently. But on the field, man, that guy was probably the best, one of the best athletes I've ever seen. Absolutely. Hall of Famer. Uh, I'm a, yep. a huge longtime Cowboys fan. So I, okay. I kind of had a love hate relationship with him on the, on the Cowboys as, as well. So um, who's your favorite coach and why? <laughs> well, I, my favorite coach uh, for a long time has been Pete Carroll, but after that Super Bowl debauchery, uh, <laughs> he's kind of moved down to like one A or one B. Uh, but you know, with all that said, He's still, he's energy. I love it. He's enthusiastic. You can tell that the players who play for him are having a good time. You can tell those guys are having fun, man. You don't really see that with a lot of players and a lot of coaches in different sports. You could, with him, it's very evident that the players that he's playing with are having fun and they're enjoying themselves. I like his energy, his enthusiasm, his competitiveness. I actually read one of his books. I think it's called Win Forever. Um, great book. And um, I just like his enthusiasm. I like his spirit and his energy. I mean, you can't, you can't buy that. Yep. I agree. He's a great coach and that's a, that, that describes him perfectly. He's unique in what he does and, and uh, the, the guys love to play for him. So great answer. All right, Trey, uh, where can people follow you and find out more uh, about everything you're doing about your services, your nutrition services and, and coaching services? Uh, from on the internet, you can find me. Uh, my website is the number three natural bionutrition.com on Instagram and Facebook is the same thing. The number three natural bionutrition on Twitter is the number three natural in. Um, you know, those are the best ways to reach me. Of course, if you're old school phone also works too. Uh, you know, 833-362-8246. 
Um, but like I say, we put together programming for all levels of competition, uh, men and women. It's, it's personalized. It's unique. We incorporate uh, all aspects of uh, technology and different resources for blood work and things like that. So we create the full programming needs that you need in order to develop and get to where you want to be. So the same uh, tools and resources that uh, the professionals and the all-stars and, and the pro bowlers have, um, I have those same resources and uh, have used them with young men and women and, I'm happy and, and, and use them going forward. So it's the same techniques. But uh, I think for me, myself, there's a lot of individuals that have uh, this same information. There's a lot of uh, people who are nutritionists um, and can, can help you out with this. But the one key thing that I would say that differenti differentiates myself from everybody else is that I played the sport. I played high-level competition. Okay, I know where you want to go. I know the process. I've gone through the recruiting process with my cousin um, and other young men, and I understand what they're looking for. Absolutely. All right, Trey, we'll put all of that uh, links to all of your uh, places where people can find you in the show notes. And uh, that's it. I, I appreciate you being on the show. I, uh, we can't wait to get this out. I, I think you brought a lot of value, a lot of information and, and uh, any, any athlete that's looking uh, to work with you, I'm sure it's going to boost their game. So again, thank you so much. We appreciate you. All right. Thanks for your time, PJ. Had a great time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of highlighting the best of youth sports. Be sure and subscribe and please help us reach more people by leaving a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform of choice. If you or someone you know are interested in learning more about Numbers Don't Lie and what we do, what programs and services we offer for athletes, and how to get your athlete involved, be sure to visit numbersdontlie.biz. Until our next episode, go out and win the day and never miss your opportunity to be great. Thanks for listening to highlighting the best of youth sports.